Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. <coughs> Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Monday. It is Hometown Heroes. And I'm a little behind schedule. And as we're waiting for our guests to show up, it's February. And so February is Black History Month. And I thought we would talk a little bit about Black History Month and where it started from. And we're going to start with a gentleman by the name of Carter G. Woodsman. Woodson, sorry. He was born in 1875 and lived to be until 1950. He was an African-American historian, author, journalist, and educator. He played a, a role in the recognition and celebration of African-American history, which is what the original African-American month was, was about. He is the father of black history. For his pioneering efforts to highlight the achievements of contributions of African Americans for his role, establishment of 
Black History Month. He faced significant challenges in pursuing education due to the limited opportunities available to the African Americans in the late 19th and early 20th century. Despite this, he managed to self-educate and graduate from Beira College in Kentucky. In 1915, Woodson founded the ASNLH, which is the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, with the primary objective of promoting the study and dissemination of information about history, achievements, and contributions of African Americans. This organization played a crucial role in advancing study of African-American history and culture. Woodson founded the Journal of Negro History in 1916. The journal was originally called the Journal of Negro History from 1916 to 2000. One, what this was, it was a peer-reviewed journal, an official periodical published by the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, and was founded as a quarterly research journal by Carter G. Woodson, a Harvard University-trained African-American historian, researcher, and journalist, and Jesse Edward Moreland, a bibliophile, a graduate of Howard University. It is among the earliest scholarly journals that published African-American research, history, studies, book reviews, and reflects the, the Black historical experience from a global perspective. The journal's primary focus was to provide factual documentary evidence of history of African-American life. The journal was necessary because there were few definitive studies or accurate scholarly data compiled and available to African-Americans about their life and history. While the emphasis on his works was by African-American scholars, the authors of the journal articles, reviews, were never exclusively African-American. White historians dominated and produced and often gave distorted, biased historical accounts of African-Americans and, Afri- and Africans. And, sought, and so this journal was to challenge those accounts and set the record straight. And Woodson almost single-handedly raised funds to support the Journal of Negro History. He also served as its first editor from 1916 until 1950. Woodson frequently uncovered racist historiography written by white scholars and mindful that the black scholars would not have, have a sophisticated platform to publish their work widely, thought that the, they had this journal had scholarly credibility. In the first years, this journal was, most of the contributors were from Washington, D.C. area. 
and particularly Howard University. And over the years, scholars from historically black colleges and universities began to add their contributions as well. Some of the early contributors to these articles included Benjamin Arthur, Char Arthur Quarles, Charles H. Wesley, Eric Eustace Williams, and former Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago. The first issue of the journal included what a Negro was thinking during the 18th century, an essay on Negro slavery by a fellow, a synonym for Woodson. The passing tradition of the African civilization by Monroe and Work Other editors included Brewer, um, Lorraine A. Williams, and Alton Hornsby, Jr. Now going back to Woodson, in 1926, Woodson and the ASNLH initiated Negro History Week during the second week of February. This annual observance was intended to highlight the central role of African-Americans in history, but also coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Woodson was a strong advocate for the inclusion of African-American history in the curriculum of schools and universities. He believed that an accurate understanding of history was essential for combating racism and fostering a more inclusive society. Carter G. Woodson authored numerous scholarly works, including his seminal book, The Miseducation of the Negro, which was published in 1933, in which he critiqued the education system for perpetrating racial stereotypes and called for a more accurate representation of black history. Other contributions that had a lasting impact and widely recognized for his role in establishing the foundation of the study of African-American history as a legitimate field of academic inquiry. Black History Month originally conceived as Negro History Week by Woodson is a testament of his enduring legacy and commitment to preserving and celebrating African-American history. Now, when we look at Black History Month and how it's changed, it's changed for some parts for the good, some parts for the bad. For 
but the thing is with Black History Month, as history is as what history was written has been changing, evolving, and being whitewashed or adjusted. Going back to these original journals, understanding the history of American Black History Month and all these significant contributions are crucial. And though Black History Month provides a dedicated time to celebrate achievements and contributions and accomplishments that African Americans have made throughout history. The positive impact of Black individuals on various fields, the science, art, politics, sports, music, and more. It's important and gives an opportunity to educate people about how often overlooked and understated contributions of African Americans. It encourages the inclusion and diverse perspectives of educational curriculums. It promotes more comprehensive understanding of American history. The month promotes cultural awareness and appreciation for a rich and diverse African-American culture. It helps break down stereotypes and fosters a greater understanding of the cultural heritage and traditions of the African-Americans. It strives to empower, to highlight the accomplishments of those who have paved the way. It serves as empowerment of motivation for current and future generations. Over the years, Black History Month has evolved to include a broader and more inclusive perspective. Initially focused on notable figures and events, there is now an increased emphasis in recognizing contributions of everyday people, community leaders, and grassroots movements. It has now become a global international recognition. And there's similar observances all in other countries, which gives us a more comprehensive understanding of the global experience. It increases that emphasis on cultural expressions, artists, and celebrations, events that showcase creativity. why Black History Month is in February is because of Abraham Lincoln. And he was an important role to the African-American history. 
the significance is often tied to his role with the eliminating slavery during the civil American Civil War. His actions and policies had a profound impact on the lives of African Americans, making him a notable figure. You know. The one we all know, the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863. It's his most, one of his most pivotal actions in the issuance of an Emancipation Proclamation of January 1st, 1863, during the Civil War. This executive order declared that all slaves in Confederate-held territories were to be set free. Even though this did not immediately free all slaves as it applied to only areas in the rebellion against the Union, it marked a significant step toward the, the elimination of slavery and changed the character of the Civil War by making the fight against slavery a central goal of the Union. So it gave the troops, the soldiers, something to fight for. And then you have the 13th Amendment in 1865, where Lincoln supported and advocate for, advocated for the passage of the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution which aims to abolish slavery throughout the entire country. The amendment was passed by Congress on January 31st in 1865 and ratified on December 6, 1865, after Lincoln's assassination in April of that year. Thirteenth Amendment ratified ratification marked the formal end of slavery in the United States. Lincoln's commitment to preserving the Union was instrumental in shaping his views on slavery. While his primary goal was to maintain the Union, he recognized that ending slavery was crucial to achieving that objective. Lincoln's evolving stance on slavery reflected a goal understanding of its moral and ethical implications. <coughs> Lincoln's contributions to the ob- the elimination of slavery made him a symbol of progress and justice in the narrative of Black History Month. During Black History Month, his role is often highlighted as part of a broader historical context in which African Americans fought for freedom and equality. Lincoln's policies and actions recognized the humanity and contributions of African Americans. By taking steps toward the elimination of slavery, he acknowledged the importance that the African American community in the nation's history and development. While Lincoln's legacy is complex and nuanced, his efforts to end slavery significantly impacted the African-American experience. What a lot of individuals don't know is before Abraham Lincoln became president, he worked as a secretary in Springfield, Illinois. During his legal career, he did not have 
one notable figure was William H. Sorry about that.
All right, sorry about that. I was having some technical issues here with my computer. It ended up shutting down. And as we talk a little bit more about Carter G. Woodson. Hello. Hello, Mary. I'm having technical Mary. difficulties like you wouldn't believe today. Oh, no, what happened? Uh, my computer shut completely down in the middle of the show and finally got it up and running again. Just my screen went blank out of nowhere. You know what happened? <laughs> That's all right. It's well, a Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were talking a little bit about um, Carter Woodson, who is the man behind Black History Month. Okay. And the reason why Black History Month is in February, it was originally designed as a week, and it coincides with Hitler, or Hitler. Oh, my God, I'm having one day. My kids are learning about World War II in, in school. And Ariana was asking me before the show questions about why Hitler was a bad man because she didn't, we haven't taught, she's nine, so we haven't taught her all that yet. Right, right. She's oversensitive, so I, I'm not ready to teach her about the gas chambers and all that stuff yet. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'll get there. I'm just not ready to teach, explain and ask right. her a bunch of questions she's, yet. Yeah. She's too, way too young to understand what happened. So, yeah, and, I was always wondering how you know, February was picked for Black um, History Month. Black. And, uh, um, it, it's in between Frederick Douglass's birthday and Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's why the two uh-huh. significant cha- um, people when it came to black history. Are you there, Mary? I'm sorry, what? Oh, you just went blank. I thought your computer went down again. No. I was pulling up a different screen. Okay. So, Woodson, he started out in Bayes. He was a sharecropper. And then from there, he was a miner, and he worked other odd jobs as a, as a child. <coughs> <coughs> then he went to high school, and he graduated high school in two years. Which is insane. Yeah. So you had no formal education other than what your mom, your your family taught you, and you taught yourself through elementary school. Graduated high school in two years, and then went to this one of the only schools that allowed African Americans to go in Kentucky. Moved up north earned his 
a bachelor's and a master's degree in the University of Chicago, Chicago before entering Harvard. Now, that was unheard of back then, right? Uh, having a a person of color going through all those high, you know, Ivy League scholars back then. He was the second only African American to earn a doctorate from Harvard. Wow. Come on, that's amazing. Accomplishment for people like that back then. And it started out where they believed that, and it's the same thing that's going on now. I mean, literally, we are not mm-hmm. learning from our history because their big reason why they wanted to put, have this history month or history week was because they truly believed that young African Americans were not being taught their history their heritage, their culture. It was being whitewashed. Most African-Americans didn't know how to read or write. And so a lot of the history was written by white. But stories weren't being passed down for generation to generation. It's it's the same thing that's going on now. Yeah. So they started out in their fraternities, in their colleges, and created a black, a Negro history and literature week. And from there, he created his own organization, had created a, he set out his own press release and announced the first Negro history week in 1926. Is that when it started, right? That's when it first started. Lincoln's birthday is February 12th. Frederick Douglass's birthday was February 14th. And as schools and other organizations across the country embraced this initiative, and as colleges showed to meet the demand for courses, course material and other resources, there were, this organization formed branches all over the country. This is kind of cool. So... Its national headquarters is in Woodson's Row. Woodson's Row House. It's his Mm -hmm. house on Ninth Street in Washington, D.C. The house is also home base for the Associated Publishers Press, which he founded in 1921. So the man not because there was such a high demand for this literature, this material, he created his own publishing company. Oh, did he? Is that because he wanted to get the word out of this national um, month of, you know, that it would probably definitely work out for a publishing company. You know, and not to mention because of him being african-american he couldn't get a lot of his stuff published so he could you know but here's the thing that i hear a lot of people talking about you know well i grew up this way or i grew up this way and we use our obstacles as crutches to not accomplish things 
Mm-hmm. And now, and we have to go back and learn about these people. I mean, this man grew up as a kid, as basically a slave laborer, and he's a child laborer. He worked as a kid to help support his family with pennies. Went to college. And he beat all the odds. Not only the odds that you consider astronomical now, but even then. Because even then, oh college God, was yeah. still expensive. Oh, yeah. Especially Ivy League. Yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near what it is now, but still, it was still, you know, the average person couldn't, even if they wanted to get into the Ivy Leagues, couldn't get in. No. And they had one drawback. He was he was a black, and they don't really back then. They didn't allow a black go in. If they did, it would probably make it really, really, very hard for them to get in. But he he went all against the odds, and now he he graduated and did that. That's awesome. Imagine what he went through now. So in 1976, the 50th anniversary of the first Negro History Week, the association officially made the shift to Black History Month. Gerald Ford began the tradition of the proclamation honoring the spirit of Black History Month by every U.S. president saying the celebration enabled people to seize an opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of African-Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. Ronald Reagan's first Black History Month proclamation stated, understanding the history of Black Americans is a key to understanding the strength of our nation. Yeah. Well, and that's the sad part about it is that in this day and age, we're so hyping up all the wrong things. We are turning everything wrong. And instead of empowering, I can't even talk today. Instead of empowering everything <laughs> yeah. and honoring our history yeah. and our tradition. Yeah, uh, sometimes um, a lot of people they they think they're, they're they want they want the the black history. Well, totally we're looking at. I mean, okay, look at the underground railroad. Mm-hmm. You travel this it. Black of night. Ninety-five percent of the time, you didn't carry lights because you couldn't be seen. So you're running and going through the woods, traveling literally across the country, bare most of the time barefoot, Mm -hmm. going from place to place to place, right? To hide the day, not knowing where you're going, just on pure faith. 
to be free. Not knowing where your next meal is coming from, your next glass of drink of water, anything. Right. Yeah. But they they had that drive of freedom. You know, the city of Buffalo from Twitter, the underground churches. It was the last stop for them to go across into Canada. And you, just the sheer will of these people to to do this blows my mind. I know. I mean, how many kids now would be able to do that and not give None. up? None. You know, this... And at the same time, you're going through all this hardship. You have some that are better, but you have so many people that are so faith-bound and orientated that, you know, they stay upbeat and positive. Now, look at all the songs that were created by this culture. And they use songs to help light the path or tell you which way to go and how to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, yeah. you know, we're not talking about that stuff. No, you know, we should be talking about that stuff. It would be a great inspiration for the kids today, knowing that people back then put their life on the line to be safe. And they should really teach that in history class. Now, the thing is, is that we are regressing. We're not in progressing. We are going backwards. Yeah, we are. And it's sad. We're not going through life helping people anymore. We're all about ourselves. Unfortunately, that's true. And I, is it because of society back then that you know, became lazy and thinking, oh, I, I'm black and I need something? Is that, what was that the cause of it? And this is where, you know, as a society, we need to change. Yeah, I agree. You know, we need to help each other out. We need to start uplifting, not taking down. You know, look at how many times someone you posted something on social media and someone rips your face off for it. Because you don't agree with, they don't agree with something that you said, your personal opinion. Right. Um, Yes. And that's, everybody's kind of to extend in and People don't realize that. And, uh, you get all sorts of angry people and it's like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. And all, all, all about what we can get for nothing and with minimal effort and not working around, working for it. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah, it is. It is. How did society turn that around? Well, it's 
from um, new education to um, awareness of what you know the ancestors did to give that freedom to people now. How how do we turn that around? That's Right? You know, and it's sad. And how, you know, you turn on the TV and you don't hear a lot about Black History Month. You know, like, um, I was going to watch Roots and divide it up so that, you know, with the kids and explain, you know, you know, Blue and the Gray, Roots, all these old shows that we had to watch. And now they're so expensive to buy, to rent them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very expensive to buy them. And that's, it can be. Black History Month really should be for accomplishment. And I don't know, it's accomplishment for all accomplishments of the people. You know. Um, but sometimes you, sometimes it feels like it's all, oh, it's like, so negative. Um, yeah. That's our too. Because uh, I don't want to I don't want to come out across reason, but sometimes the black people think it's the white man's fault, and it's not. You know, it's not his fault. You know, we do have bad history sometimes, but, you know, that's what they teach. That's why it's, and I think that you should focus on the great accomplishments of the black you know, African-American people. You know, there's a lot more African-Americans fighting the revolution of the world than everybody knows about. Yeah. The sad part about it is we know the Frederick Douglasses, we know the Harriet Tubmans, we mm-hmm. know... Mm-hmm. <laughs> But really, how many people knew about Charlie Woodson and his story? I mean, really, like in school, we barely covered Eli Whitley. Other than, you know, yeah. Harry the Cotton. I mean, we don't really... I recently found out that uh, a black man went into the streetlight. I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't cover their actual life. No. No, we don't. It's the same. All the inventions they invented, like the air conditioner, the uh, guy that I can't remember his name, but he invented the uh, cotton. Um, oh, 
what they call it. It was a convent. They just spread a cotton off the plants. And it was a, um, I think what they call it a cotton gin. Well, the black man in front of that came in his name, though. Today, today they really, really should focus again. Focus on the education of what the black people did. Also, they will um, people don't know about the the black soldiers in the Civil War. I saw a movie on that glory about um, I think it was the Ohio first girl black. Um, and what they want to. That's like, you know, sitting here and talking about, you know, we could go farther back mm-hmm. and talk about the, you know, um, Declaration of Independence, even though no, none of them signed the actual document. They created their own regiment. Yes. And hardly anybody knows about that. Yeah, but there are a lot of black slaves that were freed by George Washington during the Revolutionary War. Um, and at the end of the war, George Washington was given an acre of land or more and a, and a, a place to put a house on. So they were free. But nobody knows about that. And that's a shame. They always think that they were come on they came over to slave slave ships and stuff and that's not true either. Um, you have to re educate the population you know, the kids you have to re the kids, especially the kids and tell them like this would actually happen. And, and, uh, you know, they started doing their own thing and created their own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yes, they did. You know, but we, I mean, there's so many ties to it and you know a lot of um, freed slaves set up in um, Nova Scotia area Um, I've heard about that in Nova Scotia because for the most of the Three slaves fell in that area. Which is what we're going to talk about next week on Monday is the Revolutionary Wars, the fight from the British, and how the Ethiopian militia, which is actually created here in the United States 
to help fight the British and end slavery not only here but also over there. They ended slavery before we did. But these historical impacts that no one knows anything about because we're not taught yeah. about it. No. I mean, we are literally, we gloss over our history. And it's what's scary to me is like foreign countries learn more about our own history than we do. Yeah. And they've got a lot longer history than we do. And they learn their own plus ours. I know. I mean, It's crazy. It, it, it should be reversed, actually, but it's not, you know. So. so as we wind down the show, join us tomorrow at noon Eastern for Travel Tuesday. And Ron Clayton, the co-host, should be back tomorrow. As of right now, he'll be back tomorrow. We'll see how okay. he feels in the morning. So have a good day. Have a good night. Open a book. Learn about some history. And we'll see you back yeah. here tomorrow. Bye okay. for now. Thanks, sir. Take care, guys. You're welcome, Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.